Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit Tromblings, Podcast 259. I've played about four or five hours of Rebel Galaxy, so I have some sort of early thoughts on that. And I have a bit of good news in the Sad Life update, so I'll talk about that in the closing. And that's all I have for this time. Hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. So I played probably about four or five hours of Rebel Galaxy. It's one of those games I play in sort of my private, offline, quiet time, which I don't get very much of. And especially these days with the holidays around the 4th of July weekend, and last weekend I think there was some stuff going on too. I haven't had a lot of time for that. Plus, I'm still trying to get through The Witcher 3, so a lot of my sort of offline, solo, quiet time I'll be playing that instead, and uh, sometimes trying to do XCOM 2, because there was a new uh, patch content that came up that part of my um, season pass thing uh, covered, so I got that for free, so I wanted to check out what that was. But anyways, I have played about four or five hours of Rebel Galaxy, which I think I mentioned briefly before, sort of a a spaceship uh, flying around shooting doing missions, carrying some cargo, kind of randomized universe uh, game. Uh, I think the story quests are probably fixed in terms of location and where you go and stuff, but I believe the rest of the galaxy is sort of randomized. There is no difficulty setting with the game, which might be problematic for some, but missions are sort of level or tier based, and you can see sort of a con color when you highlight over the mission or select the mission in sort of the mission offering window where you pick which missions you want. You know, it has that traditional MMO, uh, green, blue, yellow, or red kind of rating for the missions. So I'm assuming based on what weapons you have and what shields and other defenses you have, it will sort of figure out where you fit in terms of the missions because there isn't a sort of level rating or any kind of tier system that shows like where you are in terms of you've gotten this much experience. Because as far as I know, there really isn't any experience. It's just you get money and then you can get drops sometimes when you kill people. So you'll get uh, some stuff you can sell on the market and get more money. So as far as I know, there isn't sort of a, a level system as there are in many other games. It does take a bit getting used to in terms of a flight sim game because... Up until this point, as far as I know, all of the flight sim games have been sort of smaller fighter-type ships, not large capital ships. Sort of around now, we are seeing sort of a new emergence of large capital ship-type games. I think there's two in development that are sort of 5v5 kind of games. And then there's this one, which is a single-player online or offline, your choice, but it doesn't need to be online. So that's a bit different that you're a sort of a larger ship instead of a smaller 
ship in terms of how you fly and how you fight. Combat, which is sort of the bulk of the game, is a fast action arcade style. It's a bit odd, though, because all of my weapons, for the most part, seem to have a fairly limited range. And again, I'm a, a larger ship, so if I'm fighting fast attack fighters, they're really difficult to see them. And then they'll usually whiz by you really quickly because they're coming up on your side and then your side, you know, has limited range. And then there's a few larger ships that are about my size. I haven't seen anybody bigger than me yet, but I'm still, you know, very early in the game and I'm pretty small in comparison to uh, some of the larger capital ships. But another part of what makes the combat weird is that you can't change the camera distance from your ship. So you're in this sort of fixed view and so it's like I would love to back out and get sort of a bigger uh, view of the action or, you know, higher up above me. The camera positions are fixed, so that also makes it kind of a little bit of a struggle at times. Where did the guy go? Where do I need to turn? Where do I need to turn my ship? And so that's also a little bit uh, odd to get used to. I have a feeling combat might have a very different feel if I were in an even bigger ship. Like I said, the ship you start with is kind of the smallest class. There are a couple others that are small, like your starter ship, but most of them get bigger. But bigger ships have more turrets, and then they have more sort of side cannons for broadsiding, which is what they call the bulk of the combat. The little turrets auto-track bad guys, but can also be uh, manually controlled. But I think that would make the fighting a bunch of little fighters a lot easier. Because if you had a bunch more turrets, they would auto-track more targets and they would kill them faster. And you wouldn't be quite so focused on the little guys as targeting just on the bigger guys. Like I said, I am still in the very early game. It is pretty fun, but I am having quite a hard time getting into it, as it were. If I did have, you know, the freedom to play whatever, whenever I wanted, I probably wouldn't play it all that much. Like I said, the combat does still feel a little bit odd. And I think part of it, too, is that a lot of it just feels sort of same-same. And again, this could just be an effect of being so early in the game. But it's like the guys I'm fighting all seem like the same kind of guys. They're roughly the same size ships. They fight almost the same. Their weapons haven't varied yet. But again, you know, I'm hoping that's part of the early game. Because with the cost of the ship and the equipments, I have a long, 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 long way to go. So I'm hoping it'll change, but with sort of the, the slow ramping up at the start, I'm just having a little trouble getting into it. I don't know if I would feel confident enough to recommend or not recommend it, but I would recommend if it does look interesting to you, take a bit of caution with it, because like I said, fighting in sort of a broadside, I guess you could call it naval style, is quite a bit different than previous space sim games where you're flying around very quickly and small fighters, because it's sort of a very different mindset of how you're going to approach the combat. But I think, as I mentioned last podcast, I did pick it up on sale for, like, I think it was almost exactly 10 bucks. So I expect there will be other sales that come up that you can get it, you know, that cheap or maybe even cheaper. And for that price, it's absolutely worth it. It's something different to check out and try if you're into the flight sim kind of game. And I would recommend it at that price. At the regular price of 20 I'm not so sure yet. <laughs> Again, uh, maybe I'll have more to say about it next time and uh, feel more confident about recommending or not recommending it at the regular price. 
from the newsroom. There's not much for the news this week, but the next Star Trek movie is coming out in a few weeks on the 22nd. I will definitely be going to see that. I have the one movie pass I've been saving for that. Though I don't know if I'll have much to say about it, because mostly with uh, science fiction-y action-type movies, there's not a whole lot to say. So I don't know. Uh, I'll probably talk about it after that happens. And the other bit of news is I did see sort of an article on sort of an early review of Space Run Galaxy, I think it's called, which is a follow-up to Space Run, which was sort of a tower defense game in space. Uh, You're a spaceship and you fly from point A to point B, and bad guys fly in in different directions and try and attack you. And for each mission, you'd have a certain number of weapons and other systems to place on your ship. This one is a little bit different in that it's... I don't know if it requires online. I would assume so. But you are basically flying around the galaxy. And you have a bunch of similar type missions of you're going from point A to point B with cargo. But I assume, uh, as the name implies, there's going to be quite a bit more in terms of where you can go. There will be story missions. There will be random side missions. And it will be a whole lot more... So if you are into tower defense type games and you want something a little bit different, because this will be very different than the standard, here's the level, set up the defenses, here's the exact same level, set up the defenses kind of thing. Because each time I played in the original Space Run, it was actually quite different for each level. Although again, that was a a more traditional one, so the levels were kind of fixed, and that these bad guys were always going to come out like this for this particular level. I think Space Run Galaxy will have a bit more randomization to that. Not entirely sure. Haven't kept my eyes on it too much because I haven't had any money yet. Uh, But I will soon. So I'll I'll probably talk about that quite a bit and probably pick it up. Uh, I would be hesitant to spend more than 15 or 20 bucks on it, maybe. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how much it is. If it's more than that, I'll probably wait because I'm not that into tower defense games. But that's it for the news. Ahoy there, and welcome to the treasure chest. We gather to thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. (laughs) The following be all the rapscallions that donated their booty. We do be thanking Sean R. Again, for the most generous donations. Three cheers for regular, generous donations. Hip hip, arr, hip hip, arr, hip hip, So that's it for this week. Hopefully everybody had a fun and safe 4th of July. It was pretty regular for me. Kind of boring, normal 
sad life stuff. But as I think I mentioned in the intro, there is quite a bit of potentially good news. My grandma died, uh, I guess, back in February, which I had thought she died uh, years ago. I haven't seen her in probably, like, about 12-ish years. So I had assumed she had been gone sometime between then and now because I haven't heard anything from her. And I thought she was the same age as my other grandma, who was born in, like, 1900. So I thought she was older than she was. I guess she had... uh, passed right before she was about 100. They both died at about 100, but she was younger than I thought. So anyways, uh, long story short with that, I guess she had set up a living trust for me quite a while ago of a few thousand bucks. And the aunt who got, I guess, put in charge of that when she passed, uh, contacted me finally, uh, you know, whatever it is, four months later, And even though there's some, like, scribblings about maybe she gave it to me, maybe she didn't, maybe I didn't qualify for it because it was under condition A or B and I didn't meet any of those conditions, she said she does want to give it to me. So uh, I've been talking to her about, you know, how does she want to give it to me? Is that going to put my um, food stamp money at risk? Uh, You know, is it going to be flagged as a death benefit of some kind and... I have to worry about taxes, or is it not going to be flagged? If it's not going to be flagged, you know, again, does that put my food stamp money at risk? A week or so of that. Because she would send me an email, and then it'd be like two days before I heard back from her again. And she was supposed to talk to the lawyers about it, and apparently they didn't get back to her uh, over, you know, a few days extra past the 4th of July weekend. So I'm still basically waiting for her to find anything out about that. But maybe, hopefully, between now and next podcast, I will have gotten that money. If the podcast is late, uh, that means that I did get the money. And don't freak out. It probably is just because my microphone has finally been sent away for them to do the tests. Because I'm still hearing that little every now and then. So they said, even though it's like a five-year-old microphone, that they would still do an RMA and check it out for me. But I haven't had, you know, the 10 bucks to ship it. But if I get my money, uh, then I would. So, um, you know, turnaround time being me sending it out, them sending it back. It might not make it back, you know, depending on when I get my money. In time for the podcast to normally come out uh, two weeks from now. So if it's a little late, again, like I said, don't freak out. It's actually probably a good thing. But that's really it for this time. There's nothing else I can think of coming up uh, to mention. So hopefully... I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, 
you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2016 by Eric Stryker, a.k.a. Rabbit.